Gnostic Deluge. Brandon. Hi, Good to see you today. Good to see you too, Mark. Thanks. We are not... Did I mention that we're not fully prepared for this? Uh, we're as prepared as we'll... Okay. Yeah, I don't know. I think we have plenty to talk about because we've already been talking for an hour. Yeah, Mark's gonna bust the drinks out right I'm now. I'm busting out the the oh, that's a different triple ginger brew from Trader Joe's, and it has a kick, supposedly. So we apologize that our last video, the ginger beer, did not have a kick. Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> I didn't expect that. Holy moly! Yeah. Dang, that was that, sweet. That's been waiting. That's been waiting to be this open. Been, I think my dad had this at Christmas. So it's been, it's really? been sitting in my... Yeah. Oh. Okay, Brandon. Give it a trait taste while I'm pouring. Anyway, today we're going to talk about uh, the Book of Enid. Oh, well, you don't look too happy, Brandon. Well, I'm just trying to decide whether really? that's a bite or whether it's a... Nah, the taste reminds me of the reeds. Does that it? sucks. No, wait. Look. It doesn't. It, it like you know what? I think the best ones that we've had so far are um, the cock and bull. Those were good. Those were and Gosling's. Yes, has a this this one tastes a lot like the it does the reeds. The, um, the melt the very like the what's the just the less than stellar reeds. What what. What do you got there? Bunnyburg. Anyway. You just... Australian family-owned... Wait, you're just going to bust... You're just going to say, screw that and bust us yeah, open? Yeah, it doesn't taste good. Pull out, then pull up. Okay. See, that's more like it. That's way better. This one's got, like, kind of a... Yeah, like the reads... Anyway, so there you go. There's our review. Yeah. So, that's we're good. today we're talking about... Um, yeah, that's way better. But I think Gosling's and Cock and Bull are probably the best so far. Yeah. <clears throat> um, we're going to talk about Enoch and Giants, which is like a really interesting subject because it's it's this story that you is kind of a, is alluded to in the Bible. Um, where is it that? Yeah. So in Genesis, and I think most people Genesis, yeah. are kind of. Uh, interested when they when like, there's reference to and what does it say and there's in those days there was giants or something like that right gosh dang yeah now i can't mark is so rusty at his uh scripture at his bible uh reading what is this bible capabilities man. here <laughs> some god their daughters of man flash came bear children the same became mighty men which were of old, men of renown, okay? What, what's wrong with mighty men? That's what it said. I know. I know. But mighty, where, where's the reference to giants? It doesn't. It says mighty men. Oh, I think, that's that's a way better. Actually, yeah, maybe the, the Bible actually says it in the right way. For once, the Bible's correct. They translated it. There, yeah, because they're probably like, we're not going to put freaking giants in there. <laughs> that's crazy. That's, that's insane. Like we're, giants? That's Okay, so actually the so, Bible translates it. Oh no! Ah, ah, okay. ah. What do you got? Before you're given. Okay, so in the same, in the same. Okay, uh, Genesis chapter six, verses, uh, verse uh, four. Okay, this is where there were giants in the earth in those days. Okay, that's what I'm thinking. And also, uh, yeah. So I knew I was like, and also 
when the sons of God came in unto the children of men, they bare children to them. The same became mighty men and were of old men of renown. Okay, so just real quick, save that spot and read the verse that you just read before that. Huh? Where's the other point that you read this same thing, but it was different wording? No, I'm saying that's that I read at the end of it. Oh, so you didn't like you skipped the part where I mentioned the giants? Yeah, I, I didn't realize it said it right there at the beginning. Okay, what I think is unfortunate, and I'm this is what this is my this is my guess, right? Uh-huh. My guess is that. By the way, this video is about the book or the books of uh, Enoch, not about Genesis. But yeah, we're focusing on, but we're focusing on the first book of Enoch, the Ethiopic. Correct. My opinion, and I'm a very opinionated person. I don't know if you knew that, Mark. My opinion. I think we all are, man. Is that when scribes and when the people that have these texts, right, whether they're a scribe or they're some kind of like priest or monk or something or all of the above, when they're taking these texts and they have all, because the, for example, the, the book of Genesis, there's like thousands of different editions of it, right? It's probably picking up this thing though. You think so? The bubbles? Okay, so there's thousands. There's yeah. thousands of different of of different Genesis texts that are all a little bit different. They're mostly the same, yeah. But they're a little bit different. And that's how all that's how all old scripture texts are, right? Yeah, you have all these fragments because you had to handwrite it. And... So when you have a when you have this rule, okay, when the church starts to grow, and whether they're um, whether they're Jewish. Um, you know, rabbis or, or, or the scribes or whether they are, you know, Christian at, the, at this time. But when they're compiling all these texts together and like, we're going to write the This is going to be the official book of Genesis. And they have all these different texts. One of the things that happened is because the word of God is so important, you can't, you can't get rid of any of it. So they just put it all in there? And so like, they or have some different wording. Yeah, they have... They have a, a nice, you know, per, uh, with a nice precise description of what these men were. Mighty men. But then another scroll that the guy has is like, well, this one also says giants too. And so they have to combine them all. Mm. And they have to like, so there, we can't have a book of Genesis that just says like, oh, we have paraphrased versions today. But these old like King James version and stuff. They're going to have, like, we have, and there was mighty men in those days, and they were giants as well. Just like we have a raven and a dove in the in the flood story, you know, the Noah's Ark story. Or, you know, well, yeah, or else in Paul, then you have two different stories on the way, road to Emmaus. Oh, maybe. I don't know. There's there's two different, kind of, there's, there's the same story, but something, it happens a little bit, it happens different, where... So was, there, it, was it in a different book? No, it's in the same. Oh. It's in the same in the in the same Bible. <laughs> I mean, but was it different? Like Paul and Paulian I, text? I yeah, because there's two Pauls, right? You know, there's two Pauls. Well, anyway, was the pastor let's, and was it Paul? Right? Yeah. Anyway, well, this, anyway, this but on, I'm just saying, there's, 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 <laughs> you, you have stories to where they'll contradict you yeah, or yeah. give different different truths or different facts to the same story. This is a good segue into the Book of Enoch because 
this book that we're going to be going over this next couple of videos, right, is so full of contradictions. And so full of just stuff. There's yeah. so much where we're just like, I was just like, like, we, we met together last week just to kind of narrow it down because it's just like, oh my gosh, you got all this, yeah, you got a bunch of crazy stuff. But anyway, well, let's go over the history of Enoch. Okay. And do you want it. me to do that? Or do you want me <laughs> yeah, to? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't well, know if I'm confident in it, but I can try. Well, so go for it. Yeah. Because, uh, well, I mean, we can start off with the, Bi the Bible referring to Enoch. Yeah, so outside of the book of Enoch, we actually, you know, Enoch is mentioned in Genesis, right? He was... Yeah, there's an interesting. He's the only. He's kind of like isolated and yeah, and his age only being 365 years. Oh yeah, that's one of the interesting things too. And then but... he uh, it mentioned that he walked and I'm this. I don't read. I haven't read the Genesis. Yeah, well, book, here I'll, I, I'll read it real quick. Mark's gonna read to you. So I don't have to slaughter it. Yeah, uh, he walked and talked with God or something, and then he left. Yeah, and Enoch lived 60 and five years and begot Methuselah. And Enoch walked with God, and after he begot Methuselah, three hundred years, and begot sons and daughters, and all the days of Enoch were three hundred and sixty and five years. And Enoch walked with God, and he was not, for God took him. That's that's. So, but they they kind of point this. The interesting thing is that they kind of point out this weird story. Mm -hmm. You're like, what? They allude to it, and then, and then, and then they, they, they just drop it. And so that that left a lot of cause for speculation for people. It, people it, wanted, because, um, and that's part of the history of Enoch, is a lot of people were coming up with, with books in his name, you know. Well, he walked with God. He was in heaven, you know. So, so. I think that um, it, it, does, it does a few things. It it leaves room for speculation on hey there is something that there's a story here that the book of Genesis is just going to skip over yeah it does that and or it leaves a nice a nice opening for later for 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 people thousands of years later to want to write an apocalyptic book. And trying to figure which prophet they're going to name it after. Yeah. And they're like, well, you know, there's a lot unknown about Enoch. Well, yeah, they, in that, you see that happen a lot in the Bible with uh, the book of Jasher. Yeah. Like, the, I mean, actually, the book of, the actual book of Jasher we have is named something else, but then they just decided to call it the book of Jasher because the Bible mentions it. That's right. Yeah, exactly. They have to. They need to like validate their text yeah. now because naming it the book of, you know, Brandon. No, you know, the book of. Um, I was thinking about writing a, an apocalyptic book recently, yeah. and I I can't name it after myself. Yeah, you'd have to find some obscure. Yeah, and the and Enoch was a perfect, like, hey, yeah, there's this one guy that apparently was taken up or lived and walked with God and then he was gone. Yeah. He's like the perfect... So Enoch was like the perfect fictional story. Well, now we're making it sound like he's not even... I'm just saying a lot of people use it, but now we're making it... Yeah. Well, but actually later... Disclaimer, I love 
I have a I, I named one of my cho- my son's name is Enoch. <laughs> like I actually really like respect this this like literature and stuff. No, I but think I, it's yeah. some of the best. But yeah. yeah, so we're not we're not knocking that. We're just saying Get that it, it, it leaves not knocking it. Enoching it. <laughs> but uh, but then later, actually, the early Christian church fathers used it. Um, yeah. And in Jude, you know, this is just one example. They uh, he quotes. He said in uh, Jude one fourteen, he says, "And Enoch also the seventh from Adam prophesied of these, saying, Behold, the Lord cometh with ten thousand of his saints." to execute judgment upon all and to convince all that are ungodly among them. Anyway, so he quotes, he actually quotes Enoch, and that's actually one of the first, in the opening of the book of Enoch, they... They reference that? That, that's, it's in, it's in here. Right? In the opening? No, well, I'm saying, oh, are you, I thought you were right, yeah. Yeah, the 10,000, um, the Holy One will come forth from Israel and the eternal... Um, oh gosh, where the heck is I it? believe you. I just didn't notice that before. Um, was it up here? Yeah, it's here, here, here. Yeah, and behold, he cometh with ten thousands of his holy ones. Behold, the Lord cometh with ten thousand of his saints. I figured that. So you know what? <laughs> so the the author of the Book of Jude was like, I want to quote Enoch, and he just opened up to the first page and made a quote. Well, but yeah, but it was in reference to what he's talking about with that, because you know the messianic. That's one of the impo- that's one of the interesting things about the book of Enoch is it's really messianic, and um, they have it dated like two hundred BC E B C E. Yeah, let's go. You know, that. written so it's it's uh, it was you know before before uh, the Christian era started. Um, are you most of it is most of the text it's they're dating from uh two between two two to one two hundred to two fifty to one hundred BCE. Yeah. Right. And then but yeah, yeah, because I don't think any of them go there is um later. the introduction chapters one through five, they're wondering if they were added maybe around the turn of the millennium, but uh well, but it's still before the the writing of the of the New Testament stuff. Oh yeah, totally. that's totally. what I, right. I'm just saying. It's not like you know, like the guy's like, oh, oh yeah, and, yeah, and yeah, one yeah, of the yeah, one of the cool, cool things is that uh, that the a lot of these dated uh, the the actual texts that they got the Book of Enoch from were like from 1500. Oh, yeah. okay, like the Ethiopic, mm-hmm. you know, and stuff. But then then. They found uh, the Qumran or uh, so in Coop, the Dead Sea Scrolls. scrolls. That was like in the forties, I think. 1940s. Yeah, but I'm saying those date back front to uh, those writings. I think are oh, they, no, they date back to BC, I believe. Yeah, so they have actual texts that yeah. that are dated like. You know, because a lot of times you get you get this old text or older text, and you're like, "Well, it came from something." They were actually able to find, and they found a lot of fragments of the Book of Enoch in there, which meant showed its importance. You so, know, and I think that's what's the, cool. I can't. I was I wasn't planning on mentioning this, but and this is definitely going to be a short video. 
<laughs> here's our here's our goal of having a shorter video, and we're already like. So here's the thing: is um, I would when I've been reading, we're reading the, uh, I believe we're both yours is Charles, right? Yeah, Charles. We're reading the R H Charles. Charles, um, translation, and he actually has two translations in 1893 he translated one and it was straight from it was straight up translation from the ethiopic right and then in 1912 maybe yeah yeah i think 1912 he had gotten they had they had gotten their hands on some greek fragments and so he made another translation and it was still mostly from the ethiopic text but they were he was using his Greek fragments he had it to uh to kind of um uh maybe maybe uh make it enhance the, enhance his translation maybe I'm not sure how much he changed by it but he used the Greek his the Greek text that he also had at that point and then they have a Latin text as well so they were taking the different texts they had and making a translation using all of them to try and make try and get the best uh the best um tra- the best uh publication they could get, yeah. They can get. yeah he was trying to make it yeah but i think it's interesting about that though is this is like an early the late 1800s early 1900s this is before Qumran, this is before Qumran, before dead sea scrolls and so and then of course because the author of the book of jude mentions the book of enoch and because they had other, like Christian fathers and other texts that mentioned the Book of Enoch as well, mm-hmm. like they knew that it existed and they knew that it was really old. Yeah, but they didn't have any actual text that was from that time period. Mm-hmm. And so I, I was reading in the introduction. The introduction to the Book of Enoch from R. H. Charles is huge. Like it's like probably I know I need to get that hundred pages or more. And one of the things I remember, I, I like about what he was saying is, he basically, he, he, uh, textually, he can see that the book was written in Ethiopic, but then that was a translation that he sees the Greek roots from that. And he can even see the Hebrew and Aramaic roots as well. So to think that, and I'm not sure what, what year R.H. Charles passed away. Unfortunately, he probably passed away before Qumran. Oh yeah, sucks to be that sucks. But the, to be to, for him, if he would have found out that they actually found Aramaic, Aramaic, and Hebrew uh, texts of of Enoch, he would have been well. Enoch, he was probably what's that called? Rocking in the grave, or the jumping in the grave, or turning over? No, there's like some clever some saying that happens. I suck at those things. Anyways. Riding in his grave. <laughs> no, that's horrible. <laughs> that's what he's doing. <laughs> Anyways, um, until the day of judgment. So, yeah, there you go. Well, so okay, so that was a long but, spill, but uh, well, okay, so just good, real quick to put it an end, uh, end to this. So, uh, in they, they there is rumors about this text. You know, people thought they had gotten it different times. Uh. 1683, they thought that they had found a book of Enoch, but it was it ended up being totally unrelated. Seven, but in 1773, James Bruce, I'm I'm just reading. Oh yeah, I have read this. James Bruce, uh, Scottish traveler. No, uh, 
this guy brought uh, two manuscripts um, that to England that were actually the Book of Enoch. Okay. And uh, and then they in uh, extracts and stuff were published in eighteen hundred in Latin. For, um, but in eighteen twenty one was the first English translation or English version of the whole book translated by Richard Lawrence, who's the Archbishop okay. of Cashel. Cashel. Richard Lawrence. Yeah. And uh, so finally, like this, this rumored book was actually translated, but a lot of people didn't, weren't, weren't kind of dismissed it, I guess, in the early, because there was only one, one text, and it wasn't until Char- R.H. Charles's later one that it, be, it it kind of gained its elevate elevated. Its, yeah, uh, you know. So there was, and that's the history of the Book of Enoch. Is there was a few copies. There was some more obscure copies floating around for a couple hundred years, right? Mm-hmm. And it was it was R.H. Charles, and not to give him all the credit, but him and his mm-hmm. and his people and his and his teachers that kind of took this around the 1900s and made it a bigger thing yeah yeah and uh, yeah so and, but like i said that a lot of people use kind of uh, capitalize on the name of enoch like the masons and stuff they have everybody wants a piece of it yeah and then you a lot of even new age kind of stuff will talk about these different angels oh, yeah. and you know all this so there, there's a lot of different stuff out there, but this is like the actual, these are old writings, whether that makes them more valid than modern ones, whatever, but, but they're, it's interesting stuff and, uh, really cool stories and, and, uh, and we're going to get into Enoch and his, his, uh, his visions and journeys and journey. adventures. Should we call this the Adventures of Enoch? Yeah. Yeah. Enoch and the Giants. No, I agree. This this um whole Enoch uh, circle has captivated. I mean, you got people who you got um like what was it you said uh, angelology coming from it. Oh yeah, you got astrology. I'm trying to think who the you have. Th- there's this guy who's uh, even even kind of not devil worshippers, but gosh, what is that guy's name? Alistair Crawley. Alistair Crawley. Yeah. Yeah. Alistair, you got you, like, yes, he, you have people have you who ever are associated anything by him. I have not. Like he has this one book of the Book of Lies. Oh, I think I've heard of that. Stuff, yeah. But. yeah, so it, it inspired <laughs> so, yeah. lots. It inspired lots of uh, different. People. Yeah, and actually, it's got a very thorough, pretty thorough angelology in it. Because there, there's actually three books of Enoch. But anyway, we don't need to. But I'm saying, and that's where a lot of the root of all this stuff comes from. Yeah. So, there is it that, is. That's a good uh, introduction, right? I think so. So, we'll jump into, we'll, on the next episode, we'll jump into... Enix uh, dealing with the giants. Yeah, we're gonna start on, with the big boys. We're gonna start, and we'll explain why. But the we'll, NFL, we'll, the NFL, the fall. Yeah, 
Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. All right.